Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. everybody happy tuesday to you december 13th 2022 you're listening to kentucky roll call here roll on big x sports radio 96.1 fm 1450 am tj walker nick roush and justin kalen on your tuesday morning hope you're having a great start to your day justin kalen how are you i'm pretty good yeah i uh went i got a lot of sleep last night did not stay up and watch that terrible football game and i'm feeling good to go i get to go to top golf today for a work party so Ooh. pretty excited that is exciting. Actually went on Friday after calling. I called Friday morning, asked, hey, we want to come play. How y'all looking around 2 o'clock today? Lady on the phone was like, oh, yeah, no problem. We're wide open 2 o'clock today. Show up on Friday, go to the front desk. Oh, we got about an hour and a half wait. What? Why wouldn't you go online and make a reservation just to lock in a time? I, I should have. Looking back, looking back I should have. But the, but the lady, so we show up and there's all kinds of groups there. Lady should have known that. So I'm I was sure I was frustrated. I'm sure she wasn't lying to you. I bet they were wide open. And then as the day went on, it was no longer wide open. No, so I know a lady or a girl that works there. And they had these these two groups on the books for forever. And they ate up almost all the bays. Yeah, I'm Team Top Golf. You should have made a reservation, buddy. No, I'm, te- I'm yeah. Team Top Golf, too. I, that's why I, I'm ex- so excited for today because Friday was so frustrating. No, it should have been. You should have made a reservation. It's yeah, not frustrating for it, anybody it might but be yourself. It's very easy to do. Yeah, it might be on me. So you didn't get to play on Friday. I didn't, Suddenly, but I guarantee thanks, thanks for the invite. get to play today. Thanks for the invite. I almost invited you on Friday for real, but I'm now I'm glad I didn't. Well, I that'd have been embarrassing. Uh, well, I, I live right by it, so you should feel ashamed. Did you have a reservation for today? Yes. Good. Good. Yes. Good. 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 So I haven't been out there, but have seen people that have and heard people that have, and they say it's great, and I bet you're going to have a, an awesome time with the work group today. Yep. Is it this this work group, like, is it all right to maybe have, like, a third drink, or should you? Oh, I'm going to have my fair share of drinks. Okay. Yeah. That's one of those work parties. Yeah. So, you, you know, there's some that are yeah. like, yeah, you know, you don't want to. You don't want to push it, but. Oh, I'm pushing it today. Are you going to be the best goal? Are you going to win? I will. I, I hate to sound cocky, but I told them at work, I was like, you all could. Put a team together with every employee at this hotel, and I'll still win. 
I mean, they're going to make me look like freaking Tiger Woods today. It's going to be incredible. That's what I love to hear. My stepdad, who's an avid golfer, was kind of asking me about Top Golf, and I was like, "It is if you're if you like golf or you're good at golf or you think you're good at golf, it is fun. Like the competition of it is is good, and you can actually yeah. like get better." Or show off if you are a good golfer because it's like, all right, from 80 yards out, watch me put it on the money here. Mm-hmm. And then if you're a good golfer, you can do it. If you're not, well, you, you can't. But uh, so, but the good thing is if you're not a good golfer, like you can get lucky because the ball could just roll and then end up in a giant hole where it's supposed to go anyway. So uh, it, it's it's perfect for golfers that are actually trying to to showcase their skill and then people who – like bowling, you know, you don't have to be a good bowler to go have fun. So. Well, we had some employees that were like, "Yeah, we're not going to come. There, we we we're not good at golf." And that's I tried telling them that, like, you don't have to be good at golf to play top. Yeah, golf. if you are on like the second or third level, and even if you weren't, you could theoretically just take a putter and just yeah. spank it, <laughs> and then just you know, no, I'm not kidding. You could just putt it and just hope that it rolls into the hole that you need to. I would actually want to see how far I could putt a ball. <laughs> that feels like the perfect place to do it. That's yeah. And then scoots, it's also fun. Like I don't think Top Golf would probably endorse this, but sometimes just take your driver and just like hit, just nail it over the net because it makes you feel strong I can't and do powerful. That. It's not yet. I promise you, you'll be able to. I cannot hit it, a ball over the net. Yes, you can. I promise you. Once you get there, you'll know what I'm talking about. It's not hard to do. The nets are huge. They obviously don't want people doing it, and people have to try to do it to kind of do it. But you can do it, and it's kind of fun because it's like, oh yeah. I just I hit, can't hit, hit the ball that hard, baby. I hit them line drives. You do kind of hit some some low screamers from time to time. You can still do it. I believe in you. But Thanks. you're in for a treat today. Pumped. Food there's pretty good too. I'm sure you'll have that. Uh, oh, we got a nice little fajita bar set up. Mm. My bachelor party, we went to Top Golf. I broke my foot. Yeah, people yeah. Know. <laughs> but we had like their catering uh, set up as well. It's probably similar to what Scoots is going to have today. It really was uh, quite the treat. Ralph, how, knees. how are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Uh, I think the boys were both still asleep, like through the night. By the point where I left, so wow. That's yeah. So, yeah, I'm great. That is awesome. Yeah, yeah. I did do the thing last night, though, where I fell asleep putting uh, the toddler to bed, and then I woke up like an hour later and was like, oh, man, I had some things to do, and, you know, I should have just gone back to sleep. But still, ready to rock, ready to roll. Had a had a nice, nice little Monday, um, but as I was telling you all earlier, got my days mixed up, really thought it was a Survivor Wednesday. So that's just the worst. It's just the worst for so many different reasons. One, you find out that your show's not happening. And then there's kind of the aftershock ripple effect of, oh man, the week's even longer. No, no, yeah. Not not only do I not have to wait 12 hours for the show to start, 13 hours for the show to start, uh, it's 37 hours and I'm a whole day behind. Yeah, it stinks, buddy. I'm sorry. Yeah, it it happens. Um, But, well, and I know too, this this is a big time for, big time of the year for shows. Right, like you had. Uh, I, I have not watched the White Lotus, but I know people were very excited for that on Sunday. When you get out of your your your, your groove, it just it can kind of throw you off. And there's nothing on. And like, I, I guess the the best thing about now is at least like, okay, when in doubt, throw like a Christmas movie on or something. Right? Is Hot D yeah. over? Hot D's over. Yeah, Hot we'll, Hot D's we'll been over. It won't be seeing it for a while. Yeah, like three years. Kiss it goodbye. <laughs> but. As Ralph said, we do have Christmas shows. Yeah, we have a lot. I, I, I started watching uh, a Christmas uh, baking show last night, too, which those are just easy, good good old comfort food. This one was Amy Poehler and Maya Rudolph. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, baking it. 
instead of making it. That was oh, the, that was the other one. But yeah, those are fun. I, oh, and there was a Dr. Seuss one on uh, Amazon Prime that I'm like, okay, well, I'm definitely watching that. Big old Grinch, C- cake thing. Like, sure, let's do it. Love all that stuff. It's just good, wholesome, easy to have on the background kind of music. Good. Well, happy to happy to hear it. We've got a lot to get to on today's show. Uh, speaking of Christmas stuff, went to the Lights Under Louisville Mega Caverns last night. So overrated. No, why do you say that? It's just so overrated. Oh, I really enjoyed it. I, think I it's mean, really it's, nice. it's cool. The concept's cool, but the long line's not worth it. And then when you actually get in there, well, they don't not, decorate everything. Like, I want them to decorate everything. It's not a long line, though, if you go at the right times. That's true. You so, had a long line? Oh, I've been twice, and it was a ridiculous line both times. When, That's did, you, why you, when did you go? Probably picked a weekend. It was probably a weekend and probably closer to Christmas. Yep. yep. And so, like, <laughs> it's open during the days now, so I, we're going to go like... I couldn't believe it. Last night we went at 7, so like we wanted to grab a quick dinner, and we picked a place. I was like, oh, it'll, it will not be crowded, and there'll be space for like Lucy to run around. It's a big space. Food solid. Like, this will be the perfect spot. We'll be able to go fast, and then we'll go to the Mega Caverns. We'll mm-hmm. get there at a time where it's not the rush hour, busy hour. No. We'll be good to go. Go there. This restaurant I haven't seen this crowded in, like, seven years. Uh, <laughs> like, it was so packed. And I was happy to see it because I like this place. I'm glad that they're doing well. But anyway, so it ended up taking a little bit longer at dinner. And then we found ourselves at the Mega Caverns at, like, 7.15 or somewhere around that time, give or take 15 minutes. And I was like, well, we definitely didn't get here at the right time, but... We'll see how it is. But we wanted to go on a Monday night because we figured Monday night would be the least crowded Solar, night to go. Right. Drove. We not, I mean, if we didn't want to stop the car, we wouldn't have had to stop the car. Right. Drove right in. Like, hmm. So, Scoots, that's what I've always said to people, that if you're waiting a long time to get in, you're probably going to feel like it's a little overrated. If you're waiting like 20 minutes or less, especially if you're driving right in, I think it's awesome. And it was the first year that, like, well, she's only gone through it now twice, but first year that Lucy was able to even, like, observe what was going yeah. on, and she loved it. Like, she, again, I don't think she really knew exactly what was going on, but, like, every light she was looking at, she was Big pointing to different things and stuff like that. So she really loved it. So uh, I enjoyed it. I, I hate that you had a bad time. That, honestly, if I were to have a child, that would probably make it more worth it. Just, yeah, to, it was just, nice. and people say that seeing Christmas through kids' eyes just makes it a whole lot better. Oh yeah, people Christmas is that. pretty awesome. That this go around, like teaching Duke stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to. We got. I need to check out the. Uh, you know, tonight might not be a bad night for it. Uh, at Iroquois Park, they're having a a walk through their, their their winter woods thing. It used to be drive through, and it was fine, but it wasn't as you know when you're driving. You, yeah, I was wondering if it was drive or walk because they've done both. Yeah, they moved it back to walk this okay. year, so. Uh, but I think like anything, uh, I'm with you, though, Scoots, if you wait too long. Like one time, my in-laws were in town, and they went to try to do Lights Under Louisville, and like they were waiting in line so long that one of them got car sick. They were just, I mean, an hour. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was miserable. And then yeah. like once you're stuck in line, you can't really get out either. I yeah. do think it's worth mentioning, as you did mention, that it is open, I think, starting at, like, noon or 10 a.m. or 9.30 something. or so, something, yeah. yeah so, so, like, you, you can go all hours of the day. You can listen to the KRC replay. Can you see the lights, though? It's like, really well that time of the day? Yeah, it's a cave. It's, no, it's, I know, but it's, it's like an, it's like a, not a normal cave. It's an open cave. Yeah, well, most caves are open. Well, you know what I mean. It's got a, got big openings. He wants the... I feel like a lot of light would come through. The the, ro- the tomb is open. The rock has been moved. The cave is now open. <laughs> Roll away the stone. You know why they built that, Scoots? No. Uh, during World War II. Yeah. 
It's they, uh, ammunition storage. Yeah, they needed, right? they needed storage For Camp space Taylor. that they're kind of you know is that true? out of out of the out of the plane's yeah. view. Yeah, hmm. pretty cool. Yeah, if things had gone differently, we all probably would have been hunkered down in that bunker. Yep, but instead, American heroes. God bless the USA. Well, Mitch Barnhart's an American hero keeping alcohol out of Kroger Field. Man, what a guy. You know, there's people that come up and stop him all the time and just thank him for his service. We wouldn't go to games if it weren't for you, Mitch. The thing is, I don't doubt that he has heard that from people because there are a bunch of dorks out there that probably do say that to him. But I also don't doubt that he hears significantly more, Mitch, what are we doing here? Yeah, and, and also if you think – so his his quotes, which he was speaking with the Lane Report, which uh, – are they uh, monthly nope. magazine? Nobody's heard about the Lane Report since 2003. Oh, I, yeah, it's definitely – that screams uh, law office, yeah, 2003, 2005 era. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, he spoke to the magazine. He said, comes up often. I'm a part of a university decision-making process. It's important to make sure we examine all sides equally. Some are very vocal about their desire to have alcohol sales. Less folks, many, many of whom stopped me to say, we hope you don't sell alcohol because we won't feel comfortable bringing our family to games. You try to find what serves everyone best. And he goes on to say, there are people who say you have clubs where alcohol is available. And for people who desire to have a drink, that is the place where they are able to purchase an opportunity to do that. There's a separation for those who don't want that as a part of the fan experience. It will continue to be a conversation at an institutional level, and we'll continue to think through it. No, no, you're not. You're not going to think your way through it, Mitch. You're not going to. And here's the here's the thing, too, TJ. I have a feeling most of the people he talks to that are thanking him, oh, Mitch, we're so glad you aren't having alcohol, are the people who have the money who are sitting in the club suites. Right? Isn't yep. that who he's talking to the most? Yep. How much was it? Have you have you ever looked at tickets for those clubs too? I have, but I don't remember the number off the top. Like of Like the head. disparity. Yeah. Because I mean, I would imagine that it's probably like what seventy five for a lower level ticket, regular lower level ticket, right? Probably. Probably twice as much to get into the club. Mm hmm. Hundred fifty dollars to be able to buy a beer. I would guess more than that. I would think. Like, I, I would. I, I think that's a good question. What is the cheapest ticket you can get at Kroger Field that will give you access to alcohol? I, I would think that just, like, the, the K-Fund donation you'd have to pay alone would be ridiculous. Oh, and that's another good point, too, because they probably sell out. Oh, I'm pretty sure you know? that they do. Yeah. Um, think that they do. It's uh, another, I mean, but would we expect anything less from Mitch Barnhart? No. We're really already at that point. We, he he is stubborn. He's going to let his morality rule these decisions, and he certainly has no no idea the pulse of the fan base on it. Or he does, and he just doesn't care. Uh, I don't really know which one it was is because I I could see him just thinking that you know because he even had that quote. He was like, "But there's a less vocal portion that." that is very happy that we don't sell alcohol, they're just not as vocal. So he probably thinks that it's just like a, a, a dozen drunks or so that are really loud that make it seem like everybody wants alcohol at the games. But even that phrasing is just wrong. There is alcohol at the games. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's the – just, just being ignorant. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and also uh, to act like people aren't getting there early to drink in the parking lot and drink – Sneak booze in once they get into the game. 
Like it's not like if you go to the game, you're not going to your your children are never going to see an alcoholic beverage. Yeah, they are. It is wild that they don't sell alcohol when we're in the middle of bourbon country. Like, yeah, what? Let's see. It was the Woodford. So, the initial sponsor for their main club area was the Woodford Reserve Club. So it's called premium seating. Yes. Okay. The cheapest one per seat, six hundred dollar ticket, one thousand two hundred and fifty dollar K fund donation for a total per seat, one thousand eight hundred and fifty dollars. See, and I'm wondering if that's that. That one area in the lower bowl, or if that's just the upstairs suites or not. Either that, way, that it's is a lot. the Central Bank Club. Okay, that's so the, that's upstairs. That's, that's the no. That's I think that's like right behind Kentucky's bench, like as close to behind at least. That's the Longship Lounge. Well, the Longship Lounge is the good seats in that section. The uh, Central Bank Club are the ones right behind the bench where you probably have a tough time seeing over the team. Ah, uh, okay, okay. So the closer you get, actually cheaper. But if you want, you know, the 50-yard line seats and 20 rows up, those are the long ship clubs. Those per seat, $2,100. So an extra $250 to sit further away from the field. And then the Lexus Lodge are the most expensive. Those are $3,100 per ticket for the premium seats. And then if you want to rent like a suite, the ones along the sides, or they, they don't even list the prices for those on websites. You just have just, to. Yeah. I mean, you just have to be loaded. Just have to have a blank check. So, what Mitch is saying, if you want to drink, you need to be paying nineteen hundred dollars for your season football tickets, nearly thirteen hundred dollars of that, which is going just directly to UK Athletics for the K Fund donation, of course. Well, yeah, K Fund. Where, like a normal seat, let's see. I was kind of curious how much I paid for my seats. <laughs> So ridiculous. I've got pretty solid seats. Like certainly not the best at Kroger Field, but I got pretty solid seats. You're, you're, they, you're, they were they were just shy at season tickets, just shy at six hundred dollars per seat. I ain't sitting. You know, I'm not going to games by myself. Although ended up not using the ticket a couple times, but that's so twelve hundred dollars for two seats. Yep. And then versus just shy of thirty six hundred dollars for two seats. Totally so doable. Three three just times to- as much. Yeah, just totally doable, Mitch. Just those hardworking blue collar fans, uh, and Mitch, while you're at it, you know, just you don't take the the lead on any of this nil stuff. Just let the fans donate to all of it. You know, yeah, we'll, we'll don't even campaign for it. We'll we'll do it ourselves. Well, that's what he wants. Of course, it's what he wants because yeah. it's easy and yeah. it doesn't really fit his amateur collegiate narrative. The dude's a joke. Uh, what a what a, a like borderline offensive answer. Yeah, maybe we have the option for people that want to drink. They just need to pay $3,600 so them and their friends can go to the game. $3,700. I need to need to get the right total. <sighs> I'm, I'm so ready for just somebody different. I'm so appreciative for everything that Mitch Barnhart's done. He's not winning awards just because he's not making the athletic programs better, although... I think he's second. Him and Gary Barta... Just ready for something I, new. I was folks. AD in Kentucky's AD, two of the longest tenured athletic directors in America. Been there for wild. decades. Absolutely wild that he would bring bring that up. The cheapest seats just to get into the Krogue for season tickets. They do some of those mini packages, so you could probably actually price it together for a little bit cheaper. Mm-hmm. But four hundred dollars for a ticket, eight hundred dollars for two. 
Again, yeah, that's you know, doable. Just not realistic to expect them to pony up an additional three grand to be able to drink. Yeah, it's just not realistic. Like that's why you sell it for ten dollars a beer, and that's that, that's where you make your money. Man. Gets old, gets old. But hey, that's what we've come to expect from Mitch Barnhart. It is. Yep. Uh, you can read more. Did he say anything else interesting on the Blaine report? Oh, there was some nil stuff. Um, but uh, I mean, I kind of alluded to it. You'll never believe this. I don't subscribe to the Lane Report. So I, I believe that. Um, I do believe that. Let me. Uh, if you give me a second, I can pull up those exact quotes. But uh, long story short, uh, says uh, everyone wants their school to get behind Nil and support it, and we have in a lot of different ways. The collectives have gotten attention because that's where everyone thinks there are large buckets of money. Oh, so he's like demeaning it, right? Oh, it's just large buckets of money. Uh, those buckets of money are only as effective as the fan base saying we want to put money into this collective. So he's blaming the fans for it not being a big enough bucket of money. Let's read the quote and then we'll at, comment. At the end of the day, the fan base is going to have to say it's important and they want to be involved in those collectives. That's just filler. Nothing. Yeah. So that's the quote? Yeah, that's the quote. I love that uh, the Good person who uh, posted it, the, the picture they use of Mitch Barnhart, it's like him like looking over the top of his reading glasses. I like that. Yeah, very. Is he not getting, like, is he not getting bored? <laughs> is he, like, not ready to do something else? I mean, also, oh, it's he? just so wild. Kind of old? <laughs> uh, he's definitely old. I would want to Anytime retire, that you're telling people just to work. pay an extra $3,000, you're old. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know how old he is? Uh, I would guess I would like guess, 61. I'd guess like 63. 63. But I've been on fire with the money, you have. or with the age guess. Well. So is he just, do we think he's just trying to get to Social Security age? Because Mitch totally would not retire before Social Security age. Do you think we could trick him into the old like, like he's not retirement laws he like is, they did with Rupp? He is. So they're like, okay, old man, sorry, state laws, you got to step down. He contributed to Social Security by God. He's waiting until he gets that $300 a month or whatever it is. <laughs> I forget what the rep retirement age thing was, but I do think it was like 65. Uh, uh, well, it may have been, yeah, well, whatever age he was when he died, subtract, what, like two from it, a year from it? Yeah. Didn't he die shortly after he died? Yeah, it was like a year or two. Yeah. yeah. So maybe the state laws had something right. <laughs> Oh, anyways, so Mitch Barnhart, those will get you all worked up today. Shortly after we got off the air yesterday, Roush, actually, it happened, you know, the news was breaking while we were on the air. We just didn't see it. But the Chris Beard news, holy smokes. Oh, yeah. God. Just. Ugh. The details, not great. No, they're, they're, they're pretty... horrible. Scoots, have you heard about all this? Of course, yeah. I have a Final Four bet on Texas. That's not going to go well. No, no. And the thing is, too. Really was a Bob Knight disciple. It, it, <laughs> it is. Um, like, I, I typically don't see all of the. You like, If you hear about one of these situations, you're like, oh, domestic violence. That's bad. This one, I felt like there was really. I cure all of the details and all of their. And they're bad. Like, just beating the crap out of her. Not great. Not great. Bite marks. Bruises, bruises, and scratches. And, yeah, I. But there was a report, supposedly, that the the victim, 
alleged victim doesn't want to press charges. Hmm. That and Chris Beard's lawyer is saying that he is a thousand percent innocent, never should have been arrested. Whole thing was a misunderstanding, and that the I guess defendant or not the defendant. I guess the alleged victim. The, yes, yes. Alleged does victim. not want to press any charges, which I don't really know the legality of that. Like, can the state just be like, well, we don't care? Like, you already showed us the pictures. Chris Beard Too said late. he had an audio recording that would vindicate himself. But he didn't want to play but it. didn't want to play it which in front of the cops, was... which is head-scratching. The whole thing, I mean, it sounds like a really terrible night. Yeah, yeah. Also, um, the jaded part of me, too, was think, like, when people had the initial tweets, I saw somebody, man, there's no way he's coaching at the Power 5 level again. I was just thinking, like, yeah, there's a, yeah, like, we... We we Hugh Freeze see who like there's there's a lot of if you're good at your job and it's coaching it's probably a way for you back after a certain amount of time so I don't know what that's gonna what what his situation is gonna look like uh, in the immediate future but it's bad right now the thing that gets me is the yeah, bite right. marks like who bites people yeah that's like what are we weird. three years old there's biters out there it's crazy. There's biters out there. Supposedly it started, he, like, she broke his glasses. Yeah. And then that's what... Set it off. Set it all off, yeah. So, he, I mean, obviously making some huge leaps and some assumptions, but very, like, intense coach on the sideline and uh, just kind of always seemed, like, a little off, but you just kind of painted it as, like, he's intense. He's a Bob Knight guy. And I don't know what Texas does with all this, but I will say this. It was crazy that they played last night and Texas just wouldn't say anything until like an hour before the game. Yeah, well, they, they nearly lost. Their team looked horrible, which is understandable. Yeah. You don't know if you're ever going to play if you're a head coach again. Mm-hmm. I could probably wouldn't, one would think. I don't know. But that's the thing is like what if it comes out and it turns out that he is – not totally innocent, but the stories and the stuff and what she said and the picture she showed ended up being somewhat fabricated. Then what do you do if you're Texas? It's tough. It's going to be a tough spot for them. Not to say, though, that if Texas didn't have an opening, I would worry about John Calipari going to that job. But if you were Texas and you did have an opening... Wouldn't you be like, all right, Rick Pitino, this is just super easy. Come, yeah. like, what do you think? Is Texas could really could they outpay Kentucky? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> and it's probably the only school you can say that about in the country. SEC just means more. Like, you, it's probably the only school you can say that about in the country. Could Texas outpay Kentucky? Maybe. And the only thing that worries me is there is a portion of this fan base that has John Calipari fatigue. And I think it's probably even a larger part that like has somewhat John Calipari fatigue to some degree, but I think the majority of the fan base still likes the dude. And he may say, all right, one, I'm going to get paid kind of similar to what I'm getting paid here. Two, it's always good to kind of start fresh. Austin, uh, a city that a lot of people like living in. I'm sure the whole Calipari family would fit in well there. Well, they, I mean, it's not far from their home, their original home. Where? Austin, Massachusetts, yeah. Real close to UMass, Amherst. It's a good one. Like the reference? Yeah. But also could say, like, this whole recruiting class, I can bring with me to Texas. Like, they're all going to come with. 
And if they all don't, like what? You know, you'd worry about like Shepard not coming potentially. Maybe Bradshaw would not want to go. You know, I think he'd probably still be okay with that. I was see. I was. So I I do think if there's an opening for the Texas job, I think any coach in the country, with the exception of probably John Shire, could be on Texas's wish list. Texas with a dollar sign. I was thinking the other way around about where Chris Beard's new landing spot is, and I was just thinking, oh well, if there's a school that is willing to look the other way on some transgressions, it's the University of Louisville. They couldn't. They just couldn't. They just couldn't. As, Although, as like, one of my friends likes to say, if you're a fan and you were sick of losing, he'd probably be like, "Yeah, you know, we can move past it." But you got you'd have to find out all the details that come out of this. Of yeah, course. yeah. But you know, they they like their coaches with a little edge. Yeah, they do. Yes, they do. A little edge. But uh, why? You know, not a good situation Ooh, for Chris Beard. Can Can I share too a, a fun take that one of my friends has? This was a uh, drunken Saturday night. Like, I'm going to tell you who's going to be Louisville's next co- head coach. He's got a fun conspiracy theory. Yeah. Kenny Payne's out. Okay. Josh Hurd convinces his old pal Jay Wright to uh, come back I've, and work for him. I've, Rebuild. I've, 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 <laughs> heard, I've heard it before. Uh, I've That's heard, their pipe I've, dream. I've heard people mention it. Yeah, I don't know. You know, Maybe Jay Wright, after a few years, would say, like, you know what, I'm ready to, to get back into the it. The problem is, though, is that it's too quick. Like they, he, they, would need Kenny, like they needed Kenny Payne to just be average for a little while for that possible. Know, maybe pipe. it's just like you got that itch after a year or so. I doubt it, though. Jay Wright seems. I think Villanova would just be like, we are, because Villanova stinks this year. I don't know if you know that or not. But I think Villanova would be like, he is, we are pushing, you're back. Like, you, we'll fire him even if he was doing well. Like, you're back in. We, because Villanova is. Coach Wright. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt about that. But if Texas does have an opening, I think the logical guess would be Rick Patino. Go finish out your year five. Go finish out your career five years at Texas. Go win one more national title. You'd have all the resources, all the money. I want to see it too. I've missed Patino. Have you seen their new arena? It's not like brand spanking new. I think this is their second year playing there. It's awesome. Like they, you know, they always bring up how Matthew McConaughey designed it, but they did design mm-hmm. it with like students need to be the focal point of this. It's sweet. It's beautiful. Brand spanking new, and just makes a little too much sense but be on the lookout if there is an opening there which what do you what's your guess that they part ways with chris beard uh of course it, we have no idea so it's just it, i'm gonna say guess. they because chris beard is a good coach they'll do the indefinite suspension and then uh end of the year ultimately decide to keep him i also guess that he is kept and stories will come out that, like, this girlfriend, uh, you know. It, yeah, it, there'll be a spin. Exactly. Yeah, it'll yeah. be kind of like an ugly spin. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Gosh, oh, it's, gosh, it's this so sucks. gross. It's so gross. It's so gross. Scooch, you want to make a prediction? Uh, I'm going to say he's let go. Okay. I think more more comes to light. He looks. He's painted as a bad guy. He's, he's let go. Yeah, it could very well go that way. It's a terrible, ugly situation. But if he is let go – that job opening will shake the landscape of college basketball. By the way, I just looked up it. Louisville because I wanted to see their schedule. Typed in Louisville basketball to Google. No, it's the women's team. Women's team. Up. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> no other university that would happen. Maybe UConn. Maybe UConn. Oh, by the way, Mitch Barnhart, sick of losing to L in women's basketball. Six in a row. Six or eight years. Although I will say that uh, if – UK ever shot 39 free throws in the Yum Center, their little media fan group would just lose their freaking mind. 
it'd be all over the tweeter. Mm-hmm. Be like, that doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. A corrupt arena. But U of L, I think it was like 33 of 39. Great, great free, sh- free throw shooting night for them at Rupp. But they won, and they're a better team, so they should win. But baseball, baseball, women's basketball, I wouldn't mind just not being able to set our watches to losing to our rivals in those sports. If you don't mind, Mitch, maybe do something about that. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We've got a lot more to get to. We Commitments, got yeah. visits. Lots of exciting stuff. Uh, so much going on. Don't go anywhere. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kale. Taking away to the dark side. I want to be your dad's and you may. I love you when you're singing that song. And I got to open my throat because you're going to sing the words wrong. Welcome. To Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. I don't think UK basketball shows you the prices if you want to be able to drink there, but I can only imagine. You'd be getting off cheap for thirty eight hundred dollars there. There's no chance you're you're not paying probably four grand. Yeah. Likely more because they don't have as many premium seating options. And there's just more games. A lot more games. A lot more games. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. Mitch Barnhart just says, "Hey, pay thirty seven hundred dollars if you want to drink at games, and shut the hell up about it if uh, if you can't if you can't pony up that cash." T.J. Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen here on your Tuesday morning. Text into the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty and pop by at Thornton's today. Good coffee, good food, all the drinks you Man, could ever need. I'm- Fired up for a Thornton's visit after the show. Think about Thornton's also maybe for lunch. If you're on the go, you just need to grab something quick or breakfast. Their breakfast sandwiches, obviously, really, really good. Download the app. Let's just pull it up, see what I've got. Uh, I have, ooh, 50 cents off gum. Ooh, what kind? Nice. $1 off two sparkling ice caffeines. Who? What are sparkling ice caffeine? Uh, I don't know. Sounds like a energy drink. Sparkling ice is like a flavored water. It's like a flavored huh. s- sparkling, sparkling ice caffeine. Water. Yeah. It's just got caffeine in it. It's good for you. Oh, oh, my goodness gracious. I didn't even see they have the free Quincy Rewards. Yeah. Where if you buy a couple things, once you buy enough of them, yeah. boom. You get free. more. Oh, I load up on those. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's awesome. Thornton's. Download the app today. Become a Fresh Rewards member. You can see all the goodies you have on your app, all the deals that you can get, and uh, it'll show you how much money you get off per gallon, which is great as well. And they even have 21-plus deals. As long as you verify your age, you can see some of their goodies for uh, for alcohol and, and, and tobacco Interesting. products. Interesting. If, that, if that's your thing. Interesting. Yep. So Thornton's, we love them. We love the Thornton's text line. Roush, we love it when people decide they want to play for the University of Yeah, Chicago. come on, Football Anderson. Program. Come on down. Hoosiers. No, Scoots. Hey, what ended up, I uh, saw the game went to overtime. The Hoosiers oh, get their ninth star, baby. No, lost National in, champs. Lost in freaking penalties. Oh, no. That's hard. Did you watch it? I did, yeah. 
Yeah, it, the penalties are just such a hard way to lose. And I, I normally I like penalties, but I think maybe I don't know how it's any different from the professional level, but maybe at the college level we should just keep playing overtimes until there's a winner because they already do the golden goal anyways. Do but, they do the golden goal in uh-huh. college? Yeah. Saw that old Jim Coyle said they didn't, but I was pretty sure that they did. They so do. I didn't know yeah. if they just changed it for the title game. No, or they do. So he was lying. Oh, or misinformed. Lying sounds Which, like Which that happens quite often with him. Whoa! <laughs> Zing! Hey! Oh. Gotta love it. Yeah, well, good season for the Hoosiers. Yeah. And uh, next year, we'll watch the Cats and the Hoosiers in the Final Four at Lynn Family Stadium. Oh, how amazing would that be? We would have a good time if that was the matchup. <laughs> I, have, I have an uncle. Last night, he texted me. He was like, hey, I uh, already reserved a spot for the finals next year, like a place to stay so we can go to the finals live next year. I was like, all right, well, if your place falls through, I've got one as well. I was going to say, I can promise you he could do it probably day game and probably stay at the Omni downtown if you wanted to or anywhere else. I don't think he'd have to worry about the hotels in Louisville well, looking up for the old college that's, cup. That's the joke. We all We live here. Oh, well, I didn't. Well, oh, he he is. <laughs> yeah. Okay, he I didn't know if he here, was yeah. actually an out of town guest. Gotcha. <laughs> that is pretty good. That is a good That's, joke. Yeah, nah. My bad. Right over the head. Right I didn't know he lived here. <laughs> <laughs> People do have family members that live other places. So yeah, yeah, no, it's fair. But that was pretty funny. <laughs> but yeah, Kamari Anderson. Yeah. Kentucky gets a tight end from uh, Detroit City. Another Cast Tech product. Cast Tech. Good football program. Uh, they consistently are the best public school in Detroit. They were this year, once again. And once again, uh, uh, one of their best players is coming to Kentucky. DeAndre Square, Deion Walker were both Cast Tech products. Uh, both starters on this year's defense. Turned out pretty well. Uh, I don't think, actually, no, Dion was an All-American. Square was not All-American. Uh, but, yeah, uh, Anderson got his Under Armour All-American jersey on Friday. Took an official visit to Kentucky. And bada boom, bada bing. Big recruiting win because he committed to Cincinnati in February. So, like, you had to keep that, you had to maintain that relationship. Luke Fickle leaves. Kentucky's right there to save the day. Um, I think I heard where Wisconsin might be trying to get him up for a visit next weekend, but Kentucky is obviously feeling good about where they were. They they went in hard uh, for their, their, their kind of final pitch, uh, and it worked. Uh, for a tight end who is really talented, uh, that that can play in line, but also has some bursts in the open space. So um, a, a consensus three-star recruit, I think Rivals has him as the number 12 tight end, top 15 tight end, four-star prospect. So re- really good football player committed to the Cats. Yeah, I, I think, again, not like I watched hours of film, but the tape that comes with his profile pictures on all the different websites could – could be an NFL tight end. Like could be could be somebody I mean, that you see on Sundays. He's got all the the he checks the height and weight and all that and his his burst. I was gonna say moves really well yeah. for that size too. Because he kind of looks and, like a basketball player. So some of the times where you know it's it's hard to know competition, but like he ran away from a couple defenders on like one of those the the corner throw to the end zone. He's got somebody on him and he just kind of leaves him in the dust to go get the ball. So. Uh, Tight end, I, I think I'm sure having the Liam Cohen news happen while he was en route for his official visit was probably a positive. Uh, say, hey, look, here's what Isaiah Cummings did last year. Even without Liam, look what Josh Caddis and Jordan Dingle did. Like, there's there's a proven path for them to to get on for him to get on the football field early. So, 
uh, really talented player, a nice get by Vince Marrow in this 2023 recruiting class that now has 15 commitments. They're trying to get a couple more running backs on board late in the process. Uh, Trey Cornus and Jamarian Wilcox are the, the two big names uh, that, that have been brought up frequently. But, you know, they're also looking at the portal. Uh, coaches were on the road yesterday, Stoops and Jay Bulware, uh, who got announced yesterday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I love, like, we're going to announce on Monday, Jay, get on the road recruiting. You're, you signed your contract. Not wasting any we're time. We're putting you to buddy. work. Uh, Bulware was with uh, Mark Stoops in Nashville, uh, hanging out with Ray Davis. Then they went and saw Shamar Porter, the wide receiver committed to Nashville. And then they went down and uh, visited with uh, Kobe Keenum, who I, I don't know if we discussed this last week on the show or not. But there was a lot of – he was getting pulled in a lot of directions late in the process. Auburn, Mississippi State. Um, I know Coach Prime was recruiting at Jackson State. He, he was getting recruited by a lot of schools, scheduled an official visit to Mississippi State, and then, quote-unquote, got sick. So shout-out to Kentucky for able to keep him away from taking that official visit. He's locked in. Uh, played in the Mississippi-Alabama All-Star game. And uh, that, that, that's a, a nice – hold on. Hang yeah, well, it seems like they did. Seems yeah. like they have, they have held on. That's a good job finishing and a good reminder in recruiting that commitments, while nice, aren't the end of the road. You still have to continue recruiting, even committed players. And he was almost looking for reasons to kind of fall out of the fold with UK. Maybe it was the line play. Maybe yeah. it was some rumors around UK's line coach being dismissed. Is Yinzer going to be sticking around? Looks like it. Well, if Liam, Liam was the one who picked him, so, you'd think he'd want to give him another go. Uh, yeah. and, and I think generally, th- there might be some like, well, this can't all be on Yenzer. Um, there was a lot of, and, and, and I think some of this falls on the offensive coordinator for making the scheme complicated because there was a lot of guys who just, on a week-to-week basis, we're struggling to figure out what the hell they were doing. Mm-hmm. So what do you do? You, you you go to the portal. You fill those spots. Uh, there's two MAC tackles they're looking at closely. Uh, Marquez Cox visited over the weekend. Savion Washington, I know they're trying to get on campus. He was supposed to be at uh, Oklahoma State last weekend. He's at Kent State. Which, by the way, the picture we have of Savion Washington on KSR that we pulled from Getty, those helmets, those are uniforms, Kent State. They just went like full, like, we're just going to be the Chargers. And they have like a golden flat. Like, they have the Charger logo on like the Good. state of Ohio map. Like, it's pretty cool. I don't think I've seen them, but that sounds nice. Yeah, they're, pre- they're pre- pretty darn pretty darn cool. Uh, but yeah, Kentucky, it, it I think they're, they're being pretty active when it comes to offensive line playing the portal. And then the other, I got I got my, my big, my one big scoop. Uh, for this transfer yeah, portal, yeah, I think you season. can make the the new that this is the the news of yesterday. Even bigger than commitment news is potential commitment news, at least when it's this. Roush, please. Devin Leary, uh, ranked considered Woo! by many as the most talented quarterback in the transfer portal, starting an official visit to Kentucky today. His first visit, their first time hosting a quarterback uh, in the transfer portal market this offseason. So. Uh, could be huge news. Could be huge news. I, I, I said yesterday it's a little bit different uh, in the transfer portal world we're in now where people are taking multiple visits. Um, but if you if you kind of glaze around at who else is involved, Notre Dame, uh, UCLA, 
Oregon, a lot of those schools, Kentucky might have the best situation for him because it, it feels like uh, Hudson Card <laughs> is the kind of – is who that Notre Dame's locked in on. UCLA's probably – their quarterback situation's fine. Or not mm-hmm. UCLA, Oregon. Yeah, I mean, so when you look at some of his other competition, Kentucky has a lot to sell for a guy who really uh, – I mean, of of all of the, he feels like the safest bet if healthy. the The only downside is two of the last three years, his seasons ended early because of injury. Twenty twenty, he broke his leg. Twenty twenty one, he threw for thirty five. Last touch. game of the season in twenty twenty one, second to last, it was late. Twenty twenty one, he made it all the way through thirty five yeah. and five. This year, he was halfway through the season. He tore his pec. Yeah. Um, throwing and his throwing, throwing side. side, yeah, yeah, yeah. which. Uh, they're at least his camp was at least telling ESPN he could be available to throw in spring practice though. Like it could because it happened in October, six months by March he could be good to go, be able to participate in spring practice. Um, TJ, I'm curious. We we were ranking by conferences, um, and ACC was down the totem pole. So, what are your thoughts on preseason ACC Player of the Year potentially being Kentucky's next quarterback? For one season. I think he could have two, but he's likely just a one-season rental. Well, let me ask you, let me answer your question with a question. Oh. Are you feeling lucky? Are you feeling lucky? Maybe. Are you? Sure. I'm feeling lucky. Because I think that's all it comes down. Like, if the dude stays healthy, this is a home run, grand slam, slam dunk, you name the sports phrase for something cool. And I'll and I'll uh, royal flush, Roush. Yeah, yeah. You you name it. it <laughs> it's a backhand spring. It's whatever you want. It, it's perfect. Like it would be honestly. A lot of places have this dude as the number one potential transfer, and to la- for Kentucky football to land him would be colossal. I mean, it, it would be better than it, it would be more exciting than Will Levis. Any quarterback that Kentucky's brought in. Really, probably since Tim Couch, this your expectations, your excitement level should exceed that. The only issue is, can the dude stay healthy? Will he yeah. be able to play a full SEC gauntlet? Will he be able to take a couple hits? If the answer to that question is yes, then this is like a, a gift from the heavens to be able to potentially bring him into Liam Cohen's offense with the best wide receiver core in my lifetime as UK football fan, Roush. If he can't stay healthy then the whole season could be totally and completely boned right off the get-go or whenever the injury happens. Could be be top 15, guy gets takes the wrong hit at the wrong time, boom, out for the season, and Kaya Sharon or Wade, I hope you guys are ready to go again. Your whole outlook changes. Wasn't there talk that they were going to bring in more than one, though? Which possibly. There is, and I still think that that's probably would likely happen, but the issue is, like, you're the caliber of player that you're going to get to commit to being a backup backup behind Leary probably isn't going to be anything worth getting overly excited what about. What if you what if you paint the picture of okay, you guys are coming in, it's competition. They'll tell them that, but that's yeah. I mean that's still going to be a lie. Yeah, they're smart enough to know. Like they're going to tell that to people and they're going to get something like a Sawyer Smith probably. Like somebody from yeah. Troy that is okay with the big leagues, being yeah. a backup in the big leagues, maybe getting like a cool nil deal or something, just wanted to experience big time college football. And they'll, they'll, if they get the opportunity, they'll be ready to shine or they'll tell themselves that at least. Uh, but they're, they're content being a bench player. Mm-hmm. And Scoots, while you're right, maybe that could end up being a hidden gem. 
it's not, I think, anything that like you're you're rolling the dice here if you take Leary, and you're rolling the dice so that the dude, the dude stays healthy. Otherwise, but aren't we doing that with every quarterback every season? I guess theoretically, yeah. Well, not that's all what, of them have two time histories of major injuries. That's what makes recruiting that offensive lot so important in the transfer. Board. I mean, look at Michael Penix this year in Washington. Dude tore his ACL two times at Indiana and had an electric season. Yeah, and, and he was able to stay healthy. Um, so, I, the, TJ, the reason like you, we had a lot of, uh, you know, there was a lot of uh, arguing, uh, for lack of a better term. I was trying to think of a, a litigating. There we go. But a lot of litigating amongst fans over Graham Mertz, right? Yes. Leary is a lot easier sell because you can consider those injuries fluky. I think in Leary's case, it's a higher four. We kind of know what the ceiling probably is, I would think. Whereas Graham Mertz, the the, the four is certainly lower. Uh, but there could be a higher ceiling just with toolsy stuff. But I think in this situation, like I'm still probably going to take the guy who's done 35 and five because when it comes down to it, if you can just get a good decision maker in this offense that can get the ball out of his hands quickly, um, have a field day with these athletes, these pass catchers out there. Just go, go have a ball. Yes, it's going to be different than picking apart those really bad ACC defenses. It just is. But you've got much better athletes catching passes for you than you did at NC State. So, uh, much better. Yeah, much, much better. By the way, what's going on with Stoops? Rocking the arm sling. Had surgery. We, yeah, we discussed it in detail on KRC. Uh, rotator cuff. That was one of the days I wasn't listening. No, oh, darn it, Scoots. <laughs> no, yeah, so, it was right after the U of L, right after the U of L game. Yeah, no, it it checks out. I, I remember it now. Which Stoops at his press conference was very funny when talking about that. He's like, "Weird, I was out for a whole day. Like I couldn't do anything. I didn't know what to do. Like it's just what do you I do?" Just, this dude who's used to working like seven days a week his whole entire life. It's just like, huh, what do I do? Got to stay in bed? Did you hear uh, your incident at your uncle's opening press conference was commented on? Did you hear that? Oh, no. Was uh, it on the uh, Mike Rutherford show? It was. That That did get commented on the Mike Rutherford show. But a Brahm commented on the oh, ordeal. no, I didn't see that. Yeah, well, I'm going to tell you about it in hour number two. Oh, what a tease. You're going to find out also, what they thought about UofL silencing Nick Roush, a family member, wow. at the opening press conference, and the quote will make you really, you're going to want to hear it. Oh, and you're going to want to stick around and laugh at Shane Beamer, too. Oh, what a yeah. dork. Yeah, that's always that's always a good time. All right, we will be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call. We have a whole nother hour coming up. Don't go anywhere. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 
Roush, I'm expecting my holiday gift, Shady Rays, to be coming in any day now. Go to ShadyRays.com. You can still get yours in before the holidays. It is polarized sunglasses that look like the designer brands with the huge price tags. Not at Shady Rays, though, and you'll save even more money at checkout when you use promo code BIGX. Shady Rays, over 200,000 five-star verified reviews for their sunglasses. They have sunglasses for any occasion, any exercise, any activity, any event, whatever you got going on, they're going to have shades that are going to look great on your noggin. And if they don't, 30-day money-back guarantee, no questions asked. And if you like them so much that you break them and you get sad about it, you lose them, you get sad about them, or you like them so much you just want two pairs of them, they do a replacement pair promise. You pay just a small processing fee and you get your order right back brand spanking new like it was the first time you'd ever opened the box. And then again, each sunglass, 10 meals to fight hungry full to help hungry folks throughout America uh, fight their hunger. And over 20 million meals donated that number growing each and every day for Shady Rays. ShadyRays.com. And do not forget the promo code Big X at checkout. Fun first hour. Roush, you wanted to laugh at Shane Beamer this hour? Yeah, I really, really do. Um <sighs> Transfer portal, not been kind to the culture king. You know, Shane, he's king of culture. Because he, not, not just because he, he, he wears cool sunglasses. Remember, uh, Mark Stoops was like, oh, you know, you can wear sunglasses and be cool, but that's not culture. Shane's like, oh, we've got culture here. We beat Kentucky on the road. We beat Tennessee. We beat Clemson. And we'd be losing our best players. Uh, Jaheim Bell yesterday announced he's transferring to Florida State. And then Marshawn Lloyd, their former five-star recruit running back. Yeah, he's good. He announced he's transferring as well. Uh, That was their top two rushers. Bell was a tight end. He was their second-leading rusher. Um, It's weird. They also, going into that Kentucky game, it was like the whole, they just weren't getting their best players the ball. And it surprised me that they wouldn't stick around. Just like, okay, Satterfield's gone. Marcus Satterfield, not Scott. Um, weird. All Satterfield's kind of bad at coaching offense. Um, just, it's just a weird, weird thing. I guess all Roush's just draft cool cars. It's just, just how, how we roll. Weird that they wouldn't hang around for the next offensive coordinator, but it, it has not become official. But there are reports that Dow uh, Loggins will become their next offensive coordinator. And his NFL offense is stunk. Uh, he spent the last couple of years at Arkansas. But uh, the message boards have been really, really angry that he could be the next guy. So there's a lot of lot of turmoil in Columbia, and it's just hilarious to see. Well, good. That's not a bad thing. For we, I, I want everybody on UK's schedule to to have some some problems. So good. Yeah. Glad it's happening and for South Carolina. They also had a tight end who spent three years at Oklahoma, transferred to South Carolina for a year, and was like, eh. I'm good. Transfer back to Oklahoma. No, thanks. Yeah. Well, good. Good Good to hear. Uh, it's a – it's tough. You know, This and it's not that it can't happen to Kentucky. We all kind of were worried that it could. Do you think we can let our guard down now? Like, is Kentucky, are, the, are the big fish staying in the Lexington Pond? There's no reason to think that they're not. Right, but right. But if – if you ever had like a Barry and Brown leave or a wa- or Walker leave, it'd be. It's not like you'd catch wind. I don't think we'd catch wind of it. I think it'd be like a surprise. It'd come out of nowhere. 
maybe you'd get like a few, hey, there could be some bad news today. You could get like that sort of heads up. But we in the clear? Yeah, seems yeah. like we're in the clear. Seems like it. Yeah. I agree with you. I think some folks stepped up to make sure that they were fairly compensated for their Good. Skills. Good. And I hope those uh, folks and other folks like them are going to be ready to step up in the future as well. Because this ain't going to be just a one-year thing. If you're going to want good people to stick around, uh, there's going to need to be money in the banana stand. We made a big deal about how at the opening press conference for Jeff Brom, Roush just wanted to ask a a good question. Just wanted to do his journalism duty. Just wanted to ask him about the Governor's Cup. A lopsided affair. Good question. Could have yeah. provided a good quote. Could have even gotten the U of L butt slappers all excited if he would have said something like uh, what he ended up saying on the rivalry is, "Yeah, they're you know they're a good program. I respect what they're doing there, but oh, we need to start winning. We got to win that game, and, and it starts here at our place next season." Great quote. U of L fans got excited about it. Just old Roushey wasn't allowed to ask. Well, on beers with Spears yesterday, Greg Brom joined the show. Oh, nice. And he was asked about Nick Roush being silenced at the opening press conference, and Greg gave Rocco his full endorsement, said it was a good call because you didn't know exactly what Roush could even be saying. What? And it's best to silence him. Wow. Your own family, Roush. Oh, my goodness. They too. Uh, all those Sunday night sports shows with Greg. And he's willing to throw it, throw it all in the trash. It too, Brute. Uh, yeah, and he and him and Spears were talking about doing a sports buzz reunion show. What, what, did, what, did we what, get what, mentioned? Come on, we, we didn't even get mentioned. What? We didn't even get mentioned. They said they were going to bring back all the best guests, and did we get thrown into the best guests? We sure as crap. We did we, we, we kept the the boat afloat for we, years. We did. Uh, they got their highest ratings when you and I were running the show. And we were and having uh, zero, that famous bread-eating contest. Which they still talk about on the TV. Or what are the, What's the TV awards for uh, talk Emmys. shows? It, Emmys? Emmys, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, why didn't we win an Emmy for that? Ridiculous. And we got zero prank phone calls about talking about Z- LeBron James's <laughs> appendages. Zero. Can Greg Brom say the same about that? Nope. Mm-hmm. Sure can't. So that was disappointing to hear. We're going to have to give it to him at the family Christmas party this year. By the way, I missed Rutherford on Friday. Did Trevor eat a salad? No, of course not. Oh, my God. He really really did? Trevor, he did not eat a salad. They mentioned that they were going to be able to maybe do like a sponsorship, and then yesterday they acted like, well, I don't know. What are we going to do? We have no plans. So I don't know if they just made it up or the sponsorship potentially fell through. But Trevor's being so annoying about the whole thing. He's just acting like a third grader, which is how he kind Part of acts. Of course, yeah. he, he is incredibly scared to eat the salad. And nonstop on the show yesterday, he was just like, can I eat Can I eat melted cheese on the salad? And Rutherford was like, no. Why? No, people don't put melted cheese on their salad. He's like, can, what about queso cheese? Can I put queso cheese? And Rutherford was like, no. He's like, because they're different, melted it. Because he's just like, he's just continuing he's just being just a, going down like a road of just, can I put this on my salad? Or you could what just, a, what about this on my salad? Pay up your bet and pay up eat, your bet eat, eat the and, damn salad. And have a salad presented to you. They could, it could be the most disgusting salad of all time, and you should have to eat it. Buddy. That's a, that's the thing. He shouldn't get to choose. Stop procrastinating. Just put the. Put a salad in can, front of the can man. I put Can I put a whole two uh, sirloin steaks on my salad? Uh, did I tell you about the time when the big show did that? <laughs> Eat the damn salad and shut up. 
Trevor comes in. By the big by saying the big show is he referring to us? <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow! And then he talked about how he could make coffee better than ten Starbucks employees at the same time. Although the exact wording was, "I could do ten Starbucks employees drunk and high," <laughs> which is actually swear verbatim what he said. And Rutherford was like, "I don't think you mean to say what you just said." <laughs> we really do love the big guy. We love the Thornton text line as well. Five zero two four one four. 1450. We did our best yesterday, but sometimes your best ain't good enough. We didn't get anywhere close to finishing the text line. So let's see what the other people want us to bring up, and we'll do that if it'll ever let me load. Um, internet was being shaky there for a minute, but uh, Texer did say on the Thornton's text line, 502 414 actually, I think UofL could very well lose to Florida AM. I saw uh, Matt McGavick tweeted out the Ken Palm uh, comps for that game, and <sighs> UofL went up a spot in the net ranking for losing to 1-9 Florida State by 25 points or whatever it was. The net ranking makes no sense. Oh, they're, so they're 359 now. They're 360, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, three think, six, I think they were 361, and now they're 360. It'll probably only, sadly, get better the more better teams they play in conference, but mm-hmm. guess we can see why Kenny Payne uh, backed out of that DePaul basketball game. Yeah, yeah. Will Louisville players have COVID or the flu December 31st? Just wondering what the excuse will be to not play us. I keep thinking that that's, like, not out of the realm of possibility. I mean, it's happened before. I mean, it, yeah, they were they were cruising for a bruising last year, and they just backed out. Did Kentucky's 9-13 and 13 team back out of that game? No, they'd nearly beat UofL. <laughs> but I would not be shocked in the slot. If they did it last year, why wouldn't they do it again? I know COVID's not as, like, hot in the streets, and you don't see as many cancellations, but what if they say... What, what do they have, like 10 scholarship players, I think? They may have ended up giving away a few scholarships to some of the walk-ons just to fill out the numbers. But I think they have like 9 or 10 players that are actually brought in on scholarship. What if they're like, yeah, four of those guys have COVID? We we just we only have five scholarship players. I wouldn't be shocked in the slightest. But if you're U of L, you just need to take your, your beat down. If I'm Kentucky, though, I say, listen, the game got canceled last year. It was supposed to be... At our place, things happen. We want to do what's right. We're going to play it at the Yum Center this year. It's supposed to be at the Yum Center this year. So you guys mind just if we move the game? I just want I want it I want it to be at the Yum Center this year, Roush. Yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. Cheap ticket. Cheap ticket. Just ninety percent UK fans. Just boozing it up. 40 percent oh, win. Oh, it would have been just a fun little Saturday in in, in Louisville. Go home, take a nap. Celebrate New Year's. Really, you'd go home and have to go put on the football game. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But uh, it'll be a fun atmosphere at Rupp. Will it even be a fun atmosphere at Rupp? I don't know. I could see people with the football game going on at New Year's Eve, Louisville stinking. Like, people have fun with it for, like, an hour, and then the second half's just like, all right, we're going to just leave. Wild how bad U L is, folks. Very bad. Mm-hmm. Wheeler had more shots than Wallace, CJ, and Reeves combined. Disgusting. But what do you what do you want it to do? You want Wheeler to go make those guys shoot the ball when they're open? I had uh, somebody screen capping every tweet I've ever had about Xavier Wheeler. Um, this guy needs to stick to football. Man, Scott Clark is relentless. This was some other uh, an account called Bad BBN Takes. It's like, okay, I'm not going to spend my day arguing with this person. So well, at least we now know who who, who runs the Bad BBN Takes account. <laughs> Uh, this offense was so good for the first 10 minutes. Well, some of it was making shots. 
Disregard that last text. Sorry, TJ. I was being kind of a jerk there. Not, some... This was this was the the one regarding jail. Lock them up. Clean up Twitter and get the government and political goons away. Oh, who's yeah. going to jail, Libertarian? Which hollow law was broken? So that's why I sent it over again just to refresh what one. Uh, um, but they said to disregard it, but it was already sent over. I was kind of being a jerk there. I, too, have some Libertarian beliefs. I now see that folks lied to Congress. I assume that's what you're referring to. A good reminder that I should pause before speaking, typing when I'm unsure of the facts. Texas Tim here. Roll call. Texas roll Tim, roll appreciate you texting in. One reminder to Texas Tim and all. We're just giving our dumb opinions. Yeah. We don't try to pretend like they're better than other folks. Um, I, you know, that that's worth remembering throughout our show. We'll, we bring it up from time to time. Um, I, I just think some of that stuff was probably borderline criminal, if not criminal. But I don't know. You know, I don't. I don't know all the details. So. Uh, don't don't feel bad, Texas Tim. You can get after me anytime you need to. Yeah. Frederick has been extremely disappointing. I agree. Yeah, yeah. It's um But I still think he's gonna have he'll have his games. I think so too. But it, it the defensive part of it is what is I, I wasn't expecting a lot, but I think that's what's ultimately going to keep him off the floor as much as his shooting inability. Because Cal, that's that's kind of Cal's MO, right? Like but it's but it, there's truth to the fact that like hey we can give up a little bit defensively if you're just knocking down shots but and if you're not knocking down yeah, shots then it's just not worth it to even you know take the defensive liability there. I always thought he'd be a, a role player on this team. Instead, he seems at least up to this point in the season, mid December, still incredibly early in the year. He's a total and complete luxury. Like, if he plays well, oh boy, watch out for the Cats. But That's you, a good but, way to put it. But you don't, yeah. You're not anticipating him playing well. So he's a luxury. I thought he was going to be a role player. I thought he was going to be somebody that you could count on to bang in a couple threes a night, extend the floor, spread the defense out a little bit. Uh, instead, it's just like, are you going to get anything out of him? If so, cool, but we're not expecting it. Because why would you? He hasn't, done, he hasn't done nearly enough. I do think he'll have his big games, though, and that'll be fun when he does. Kentucky's probably going to cruise. If, at least the... We see shooters go through this stuff every year where there's hot streaks, there's cold streaks. Uh, I would prefer his cold streak to be now than February, March. Mm-hmm. So, totally, you know, totally so agree. Like, that's why I'm not at least like going to uh, CJ Frederick bust. Like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to at least reserve those takes because it is still early in the season. Yep. Yep. And, and then that is another like. And there's no guarantee that he'll have a hot streak. Just because he's slumping now doesn't mean that like it's a, it's a God-given right that come February he's going to get hot. Roush and I both agree that there will be some point that he will get hot. But that, but the inverse of that, Roush, it, it's not happening so far this season. Maybe you can make the case with Casey Wallace, but we all want him to shoot more. But like when you'd have Jamal Murray when he was really hot to start the year, Kellen Grady, it does always cross my mind that like okay. This is fun. We're enjoying it now, but we all know that these players are going to slump at some point. So the fact that it's good right now should tell us that at some point it's not going to be so good. So we probably should do that with Frederick, where it's like, hey, he will, he's going to break out of this. Just be ready for it. Just keep going. Just keep going. He's going to break out of it. Because I do it with the opposite. When a player is in like a really just insane three, four, five game stretch, I do tell myself that like water is going to find its level a little bit mm-hmm. and will the Caps be ready for when that happens? Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. But right now, they're doing fine. They're doing all right. Maybe Frederick could have hit a few more against Michigan State or something. That could have been a different story, but uh, such is life. 
Hey guys, watching Red Zone, and in a four-minute span, they have said five former Wildcats names and shown two on TV. Love seeing what Soups has brought to Kentucky football. It is nice. It's pretty cool. Uh, when we were in college, Roush, and even in high school, it was just like you maybe have one or two players here or there. Yeah, it was like all of our stonks were on Randall Cobb. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, Danny Trevathan, Trevard Lindley for like a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot. Not much, and then now there's a lot more of it. Uh, that was cool. Josh Allen getting the being in on that play. Did you see who was it? Who did the Jags play? Did it was dominate? the Titans. Yeah, yeah they it was Derrick their... Henry. Derrick yeah. Henry got like jacked up, which you never see happen, and he fumbled the ball. And it was all along the sideline, and it's like a miracle that nobody stepped out of bounds. And then just standing there was Josh Allen, and the ball just fell into his <laughs> hand. It was awesome. I was happy for the guy. And they always have to say. Josh, defense of Josh Allen, right, right, on the Jaguars. They, they we, have to we, have the clarifier. If you didn't, I would have no idea. Wait, is it, the Bills traded Josh Allen to uh-huh. the Jaguars, and he turned a black all of a sudden? This is crazy. Big, big, big win for the Jags, though. That was a very big win. Uh, divisional, yeah. They're, they're in a nice little little roll there. Uh, another texture brings up watching the Titans and the Cats this year has been really similar. First down run, flag, another first down run, stop for a yard, second down sack, third down screen that's blown up in the backfield punt. <laughs> that scoots, I get that those vibes when watching the Steelers. Like, uh, granted, Kenny Pickett wasn't playing Sunday, but they were facing a damn third string quarterback, and Mitch is just throwing picks in the Red zone and Kenny started, didn't he? He just got hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he got hurt. He uh, stays in. That's a different game. I know, but like, my gosh, watching their offense just throw it short of the sticks. Mitchell on Mitchell Trubisky's so bad. He's so bad. Gosh, and he's so rich. He's just gonna be able to live his life in just luxury <laughs> oh, based off being a terrible, terrible. And he could probably be a backup for a while too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. practice squad worst case. He could hang around for as long as he wants. Oh, it's just. And then, like, I've, there's a little part of me that was like, I, I wouldn't be shocked if he goes out there and actually plays well. Like, wouldn't that just be a funny story? Like, you know, Kenny Pickett actually showing some promise, but just to kind of throw a wrench in Just to things. make things difficult. Exactly. Yeah, he goes yeah. out there and, like, does nope, some good things. Nope, oh, no, he no, sucks. no, 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 no. He, he, he is sucks. really, really bad. It'd be so frustrating to be a Titans fan. Well, because they're just. I know I'm switching gears going Right, back right, to right, Titans, right. But, but they are just good enough to be, like, they're probably going to win the division. You feel like your pieces are, like, actually solid. Well, your quarterback keeps you back. And then the, they they get rid of A.J. Brown last year. And, and that dominating. was dominating. You just can't see him not score a touchdown for the Eagles. And, of course, right on the heels of the A.J. Brown game, they go and just fire their GM. Like, you idiot. You should have just paid this guy, and we could figure out the quarterback stuff later. But Malik Willis has not looked good, the guy they drafted this year. They're still going to be looking for a quarterback. Because right now, Vrabel has them as a – he has them kind of like the Texans under Bill O'Brien, right? which he mm-hmm. coached there at the time. But it's like you're a perennial Saturday playoff wild card game. Uh, we'll, we'll see what you do this year. They had the one year. They went to the conference championship, right, when they upset the Ravens? Yes. And then lost to the Chiefs, I want to say, in Kansas City. So they had one good run, but you do feel like that they've been really solid and they're going to waste it all because Tannehill's their quarterback mm-hmm. and they don't have anybody that's – like who's – Who's fine, but isn't he kind of like? I mean, he's basically like your Andy Dalton with the Bengals was for correct. I mean, just that like just does just, enough, just good enough to, which sucks, right? Just having a quarterback that's just good enough, but not mm-hmm. not enough to get you over the hump. 
This is strictly an offensive comparison. I do want to clarify the Cats had a much better defense than the Titans. I've watched multiple sports at multiple levels this weekend, ranging from middle school to professional, and one thing remains consistent. Officials are too inconsistent. The same play can be made at different ends of the court and the field, and we'll have two different calls by the same official. The only thing worse than the block charge coin flip is the official furthest from the play blow. Oh, man. Yeah. I still don't really think I've even had my, like, well, no, I not that I don't think. I know I haven't. I haven't had I haven't had an official meltdown so far this season. But there's been a few calls in UK basketball games that are just like, uh, or in not even UK specifically, where it's just like, gosh, you all are so terrible. But there will be a game that I will lose. Oh, my, I, my I had mind. mine. I'll lose at, my mind. I don't know when it'll be, but it'll happen. I had mine at a high school game. It was DeSales Ballard. There was multiple technicals and an intentional foul in the final five minutes, and I was just like, "Are you kidding me?" Were you yelling? Oh yeah, it was. <laughs> it was to the point where after the game, I had to be like, "Nick, you can't do this anymore." Like you're, you, 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 <laughs> I love that because like you told me you got it, like that you were, you know, it was a rowdy game and the officiating was terrible. I didn't know that you were vocally yeah, joining the club. Yeah, well, and part of it too is like I'm so like I have this muscle that I need to exercise every once in a while, and when I'm bottled up in the press box, you know. Can't do it, and you know I have my son with me, but everybody's yelling like it's loud. He's got his, what his headphones on. When you're yelling, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. He's got his headphones on. You know, he's he was eating his teddy bear grams. He was he was cool. He was having a good time. Well, but teddy I was, bear grams. I was I I, I might have lost my cool because it's I. You can't say animal cracker anymore, Scoots. The, it's, uh, it's teddy grams. The 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 part that killed me was that a dude called a technical, and it wasn't like the ref that they were giving the business to. Right, that, that missed the call. Oh, yeah. It was the other ref, and it's like, dude, that's not on you. That's on that ref, and that that's to that uh, uh, that person's point. Is it's like you got to have a crew that's on the same page. I'm fine if you're going, but oh man, it just reminds me of like the friend when you're talking to somebody, and the friend's like, not interested. It's like, oh, well, nobody's talking to you, buddy. Nobody's talking to you. <sighs> It'll be an SEC road game that gets me. Don't know which one, but it'll be an SEC road game where the opposing team shoots like 45 free throws and the Cats will will lose. A texter says, I have, uh, does Mertz go to Florida or Kentucky, Roush? Um, I don't know. Sounds the, like... Uh, the thing I love about this Leary thing is that like... It, it, I think the cats you, you you can lock it up this weekend if or this week if you're yeah. UK. Well, and I, I think the other part that is particularly encouraging is that we were all in on Liam Cohen in the offensive coordinator search. It's good to know that it wasn't just one guy that Kentucky was looking at to be their quarterback, right? Like how would explain that just b- a little because bit? Because Cohen was really the only legitimate name we had any discussions about during the offensive coordinator search. And up until this point, it's been all about Graham Mertz for the last, I don't know, was it week or so that that came out? I feel like it was last Sunday I thought like a commitment could happen. And, hell, I even have a post ready if it does. Um, but it's good to know that they – this because Stoops always says the line, like, we've got a lot of people interested. And it's like, well, do you? So I, I think knowing that they have options and some better than others, it's good. Uh, Mertz visited Florida over the weekend. So it's good to know that, like, okay – Kentucky isn't going to just get beat by an SEC team for their only quarterback option. Like, actually, other schools want this Leary guy, too, and he's coming to visit our campus first. Got to lock it up. So, you see that? All, you, you, I think, mentioned it yesterday. A lot of the times, it's you, one they, and the done. players yeah. know what they want. Go check it out. It checks all the boxes. I'm, I'm ready to go. 
uh, it'll be a little more nerve-wracking if he goes to UK and then you hear like and then next week he's visiting right right here here's something but we are we happy that he's coming when they're not practicing is that a good or a bad thing would we rather him see the pra- doesn't matter yeah I don't think it really matters Just have the, make sure the facilities are all are all the cleaning crew's been through Locker it would be nice, nice. To, for him to watch like Barry on Brown run. I think like you see that guy and watch. Just have his like highlight tapes all throughout the facility. Like you can't go anywhere without seeing Barry Brown or Danky doing something cool, and be like, "Are these on loop?" And be like, "No, they just made a million great plays this year, and they're <laughs> going to make great plays for you next year, buddy." Oh, that is man. super appealing. But I, if I'm a quarterback coming in, if I'm a, if I'm a wanted quarterback that really has my options laid out in front of me, obviously weapons and style number one. Got to make sure that this is going to check out. I want a quarterback, or I want a quarterback coach, or an offensive coordinator that's going to know what it's going to take to get me to the next level. And, Do better than Liam Cohen yep. in that instance, and have a style that's going to fit the NFL style while also allowing me to let my hair down and have a little bit of fun. Liam Cohen's offense, and then secondly, the the, the playmakers are important. That checks the box for UK. But the, I am wanting a one. good offensive line. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the big I question. I am needing a good offensive that's line. That's why. It would be nice if they could get one of those guys to commit, Marquez Cox. Really, would really be nice if they could go ahead, take care of business, move on. I guess Stoops is probably coming back. I mean, they were in Nashville yesterday and then down in Alabama, so I guess they're flying back. A lot of traveling right now. Mm-hmm. A lot of travel. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton Stex line. Yeah, maybe we take a break, final break, and get back to some more text on the Thornton Stex line. Sounds good to me. We've got a long way to go. We'll see if we can get there. This is KRC on the Big X. Cedar Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin What I'd really like to do is put the greatness of this man in perspective. I think there's really only three names. Dr. Albert Schweitzer, uh, Mother Teresa of Calcutta, probably, and... Kentucky Roll Call. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call, here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. Taco Tuesday. You know what that means. Get to the Salsaritas. No questions asked. You're going to download the app, and you're going to get some delicious food when you get to either the Middletown location out there in Middletown off Shelbyville Road or the St. Matthews location right off Hubbard's near the railroad track, which pretty much, I mean, if I didn't say Hubbard's railroad track, St. Matthews could be basically anywhere. So, uh, But Hubbard's. Right off Hubbard's line. Yeah. It's not too far from Shelbyville Road. In between Shelbyville and Westport. Both locations clean. Plenty of space to eat. You're not you know, the lines, they 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 move them in, they move them out. They're never they're never bad. And kind of get serviced with a smile. Fresh Mexican food, burritos, tacos, quesadillas, wildly addictive chips and hot spicy salsa. Whatever you want at Salsaritas, they're gonna take care of you. So check them out today. Taco Tuesday, great, great day to go get a lunch at Salsaritas. What else have we missed, Roush? I know we've missed some things. Uh, uh, I know there's an early enrollee for for UK that came out yesterday. Um, why can't I think of the name? 
Don't know. Not sure. But that's good. Always uh, when you get the people in or sooner rather than later. Yeah, I know Keenum said he was planning on enrolling early. But oh, I didn't see that one. Ago. That's not who I was thinking of. But that's good. Uh, England. Oh, Grady Judd. Man, I which by the way, like that that's like one of those stories too that I wish I had more time because he he goes by the name of his town sheriff. Like that's his nickname. Is the sheriff Why? in his town. Cuz like England had a play that was awesome and Grady Judd like lost his damn mind and just became a big fan of his. So, oh Grady Judd, he uh third in the state in interceptions, eight picks. Pretty good. That's really good, especially when you know defenses are probably keying away from you a little bit. Just still pull down eight interceptions. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So he'll be enrolling early. Always good for development when you can have that happen. Uh, switching to basketball, John Calipari out on the road recruiting, but mostly just recruiting the commitments, just yeah. making sure they're happy, checking them out. Is that overtime elite? Yeah, and that's the thing is while he was there watching Dillingham play, uh, he was probably checking out future Kentucky Wildcats or other players that could join the fold. If not in 2023, which maybe that class is getting pretty full, maybe even totally full, uh, 2024 and, and other places down the road could pay dividends. So something. Uh, so he's, he's out recruiting, making the most of this week while it's kind of a downtime. But don't stay out too long, Calipari. Need you back in Lexington making sure the Cats are ready to rock and roll against UCLA on Saturday. Still very pumped up for that game. I don't love the fact that UCLA plays Maryland before the before they play Maryland this week because uh, they're probably going to lose to Maryland, and that's I, I just would preferably not have UCLA coming off a loss if you could avoid it. But that's tomorrow night at Maryland, nine o'clock late start. Uh, but UCLA will be having what three days rest versus Kentucky coming. Off an entire week, but I don't. I don't think it's necessarily an advantage for UK um, for a variety of reasons. One, sometimes a week off in basketball isn't the best thing in the world. Two, they're going to get battle tested against a really good Maryland team. That's going to help UCLA whether they win or lose. And three, I don't usually like playing teams coming off losses when you can avoid it, which you never can because you have no control what other teams do. But I don't. it's not my favorite thing in the world. So, uh, But that will be a good game. Maryland's a really good team this year. Yeah, and um, quick turnaround, too, for uh, what's his name? McCrona? No, Maryland. Kevin Willard. Oh, did they play the other night? He's in Maryland, right? Yes. Yeah. The, the, no, no, not like quick turnaround, like – He's turned oh, around he's turned quickly. The, yes, yeah. yes, absolutely. And also, there they was a lot of finish like eleventh in the Big Ten. There was a lot of salt too. Whenever he was asked about to comment on the Louisville, uh, you're in the middle of something similar. What do you see at Louisville? He's like, ah, it's not my program. I'm not going to talk about it. That's what he said. It's yeah. like a classic Kevin Willard answer. Yeah, he was. He's th- supposedly not like the nicest, friendliest dude in the world, but seems like he's a good basketball coach. Yeah. Doing a Seems good job. Like good doing a good job at Maryland. All right, what do we got here on the Thornton's text line? We have a texter who says, "Ooh, long text here. Good morning, TJ. Hope you had a good weekend. Have we got the win Saturday? Still like everybody about Cal and his horrible lineups. The team started great. Even up twelve points. Then the offensive defense started to struggle at the same exact time. Cal started messing with the lineup. Don't understand why he keeps trying to force Collins at the three four. Toppin can't play right now. Livingston needs all his minutes. At least with him, he's aggressive and hustles." Yeah, he makes a couple of mistakes on defense, but 
Guess how he gets better? By playing more, Cal. Believe the longer he messes with the lineups, the less time he has to develop rhythm and chemistry. What do you think? Okay, sorry for the long text. Have a great day and suck it, Louisville Roush. Be nice to Roush, but thanks for the text. You, you, yeah, you may be right. I mean, it's one of those things we're just never really going to know the answer. You can make a case for Calipari, though. Like, this is the time to figure it out, and he'll have plenty of time once he solidifies his seven-man rotation for all of January, all of February, and ideally all of March. So there is still plenty of time to develop rhythm and chemistry and all those things that you're referring to. I don't love some of the lineups that he does. We mentioned that yesterday. You should never have three bigs on the floor at the same time ever again, especially not with this team. Um, But we did give him his one out that he's just trying to kind of figure out what works and still trying to pull guys up before they get buried in the bench for the rest of the season. Because we know that does happen. Mm -hmm. And that's also a thing I don't love about Calipari, is that like once you are buried on the bench, it is very unlikely that you – you resurrect, and you find yourself kind of cutting back into minutes. It has happened. You can make a case maybe Dominic Hawkins was somebody that did that, but that was more almost not injury-related, but more like specifically, hey, we just need a good defender. But he's somebody that wasn't really getting minutes, and then he found himself get a role later on in the season. But it doesn't happen frequently. So I think he's just giving these guys one last chance, figure out what can work, what doesn't work. And then he'll he'll hopefully get his good rotation, but it does no rotation, no lineup is ideal with when you have Toppin, Livingston, Oscar, or Collins, Toppin, Oscar, or any combination of three bigs. Get it the hell away from me, and everybody agrees with that except for Calipari. But he's got mm-hmm. one out, just that one. Rush, care to talk about these quote unquote big time D line recruits? Davil has gotten commitments from or leaders on. The same excellent Mikey Carter never lived up to the hype and has a bad knee. Clemens was a value better by UK and they backed off, and Gilbert's tape is very underwhelming. Seems like all along took some reaches just to make an early splash to me. I mean, is it a re- They weren't really. I get what the texts are saying. Reach probably isn't the right word, but like. Like they're hey. fine. Like they'll, they'll probably be fine for Louisville standards, but Kentucky's got freaking Deion Walker on their defensive line. You know, like it's a little bit different where they're at. And I think they would like to have Kendrick Gilbert, but uh, their defensive line coach, Jeff's bringing him with him to Louisville. So that might be difficult to do. Um, but, yeah, I huh, – yeah. To your to your point, though, it, it is I, – I thought Kentucky would be more interested in Sadiq Clements. Instead, they were all in on Ziesmer. Uh, and it sounds like, too, that they, they're doing good on this, this Florida State commit, Tavion Ford. So that's kind of who they're going all in on. But like part of it just does make sense for Jeff to get the local kids early on. It just does. Yeah. Yeah, and it's you got a local I mean, he's already recruited the area better in three days than Satterfield did in four years almost. Yeah. So I think that's also whether or not you think those players are gonna be great players or not, they have solid rankings. It can help move the needle locally for some people. It can show more of an emphasis on recruiting the area. So I understand why they did it, and their fans are happy about it. So at the end of the day, I guess that's all that really matters. But Texer, I'm also, for what it's worth, not really like blown away yeah, by, like by those people. Yeah, I don't think you're you're staying up at night because you lost those guys to Louisville. That yeah. that's the more of the story. So you're yeah yeah you're you're onto something there, Texer. Um, one Texer says everyone thinks Kenny Payne is a good recruiter when he was with Kentucky. My dog could recruit for Kentucky. I'd like to see that, your dog recruit for Kentucky. 
It's cute. Go dog. into like a, a living room. Just bring. It probably could work. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, watching animals do human things very amusing. Really want to introduce Duke to Airbud because I think he would lose his damn mind. Oh, well, yeah. Like I, mean, I just you're he, gonna have that happen someday. He, sure. he would just like dog playing basketball. What dogs don't play basketball? Uh, well, we, wait, because Airbud's not just uh, a basketball player; he's a golden receiver, can hit it on the gridiron as well. Yeah, and uh, he's a lot of things. I think a volleyball player, maybe. Yeah, there's probably a baseball. I, I bet think he gets soccer. Soccer makes sense. Yeah. Well, but you can't use. Can you use your nose? Yeah, header. It's a header. Good, good point. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, can use his back legs, but can't use the front legs. <laughs> Or the visual of just a dog playing soccer on two legs is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, world pup. Yeah, world, world pup. pup. Oh good. man, yeah. That actually wouldn't be the word. Like, what? If, who's the first school in college sports to have a puppy on staff? And then, like, during the recruiting visits, you're just like, "All right, here's the head coach, the assistant offensive coordinator, and here's our special assistant to the head coach, Mr. Giggles." And, and like I, and a little did, like dog comes in with giant. We ears. thought we had Mr. Giggles locked up until he pissed all over the couch. <laughs> no, we had the five star locked up, and then Mr. Giggles pooped on him. Yeah. It was the first in home visit where <laughs> a, a staff member is pooped in the living room. <laughs> Not at least since Paterno was coaching. So he did baseball and volleyball as well. Sp- spikes back, seventh inning fetch. Seventh inning fetch. Yeah. Seventh <laughs> inning fetch. That's good. A texture says the spring game will be nuts. Looking forward to it. I'm sure that was. Or are they going to? They're going to sure. do it this year, right? Yeah, they did, they did it last, last year, year right? Yeah. Okay, good. Just don't take that away again. That was dumb. But Toppins. Uh, as long as the weather's nice, the spring game usually has a pretty good crowd. Toppin's inability to drive or get around his man blows my mind with how athletic he is. Uh, spring game last year was one that snowed uh, the, the morning of. Yeah, that's not, like, that's, not, that's yeah. not good. I agree with you, Texter, about Toppin. Just frustrating. It's not so much like to get around his man. It's, I mean, that is it. But the thing is, he can go through people. Or you think he could be able to go around people, and he just elects to or do over neither. The top. Yeah. Just, just yeah. And then oh, I just if I see a UK four. Be wide open in the perimeter and then do that stupid little jab step, pump fake, and then just give the ball. I, I can only take so much more of it, Roush. It kills me. You have to have a four that can knock down that shot. Or the jab, like hold on to it and make it a worse shot before shooting it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Which we see that. Instead of being catch and shoot, they're just waiting until they're standing around and somebody's really guarding them and then they shoot. It's like you can see their brain work in that moment. And it's, that's mm-hmm. not that should never happen. Like, like I wasn't comfortable taking the shot, but let me sit around for a few minutes. Now I'm going to shoot. Oh, crap. I was open. I probably should have shot that. I'll shoot it right now, though. I'm still okay. And it's like the moment's gone. You've yeah. already messed up. And fleeting moment. A little too much thinking from Toppin. I think everybody would agree with that. A texter says, John here. Oh, hey, John. Good morning to y'all. You know, I'm glad we have Oscar and Wheeler. If not for those two, it would be a nightmare of a season. Brooks would have been an all right four for this team. Hey, is there ever a situation where maybe Cal gives up on the four spot and decides to go with more height that could lead to more blocks and rebounds if you had Oscar and Ugana? We'll got to go talk to you later. John, we don't need that. And also, John, you're the only person who's thinking about what this team would be with Keon Brooks on it. John, one issue also with Uganda, and you could make up for it with having, not with Uganda, uh, you could make up for it with Uganda's blocking, but Oscar having to guard a four would just be a disaster. Oscar is not a good defender. Just got to say it. We love the dude. We all like him. He is an average defender. He's an average college basketball defender. 
He's getting better at blocking shots, which I talked about that at the end of last season. That's that's progressed, I think, a little bit, at least against Yale. I think he had two or uh, had that one that was nice. But he gets lost a lot. He is out of place. And the good news is if you had Uganda down there, maybe that could erase some of his mistakes with some block shots. But having him have go chase people outside that play better uh, yeah. lineups, having to go chase a four out on the perimeter, that's not going to be good for the rest of the defense. That being said, I still probably, John, would try it, just like, you know, for two minutes, three minutes. If you're going to play top it, I would much rather have Oscar and Uganda and then Reeves, Wallace, and Wheeler than I would Wallace, Wheeler, Toppin, Collins, Oscar. So I'd still only rather have two bigs, and if the two bigs happen to be Oscar and Uganda, I would give it a shot. I, I want Uganda on the court when you can. I don't think the UCLA game is going to be the one to be trying these things out, though, just a nope. heads up. Nope. You're going to probably need to do it in more blowouts. I think you have another cupcake somewhere down the road here pretty soon. Um, but I like the way you think, John. You're at least trying some different things. There's nothing wrong with it. It does feel like that's what Cal's been doing, though, through some of these games. Like, just throw somebody out on the floor. We'll see if it works. Yeah, but he hasn't done that one yet. Nope. I'm so amped for the spring game, says one texture. John also responds and said, One extra thing I forgot to mention from Sunday. My gosh, you see that pass from Mahomes to McKinnon? It was awesome. Not trying to bring up the Chiefs. Just thought it was unreal. What did y'all think? Yeah, his little scoop thing. McKinnon had a ginormous game. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, the Chiefs, good at football. Texter says, TJ Nick, when you throw it to Scoots for history, you should probably refer to historical married women. Come on. That I can pitch in on. Why don't you tell us a little bit about Maria Antoinette? Okay, I can't pitch in on it. <laughs> Give me one famous Maria Antoinette quote. I got nothing. Oh, come on. Scoot, no, I got this nothing. It's easy. It's a, it, it's a regular colloquialism, let, an idiom. Let them drink splatty platties, she said. No, she didn't say that. Let them eat chips for dinner, breakfast, and lunch, she said. That, that, seems, that seems legit. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, let them eat cake. Let them eat cake. Yeah. Mm. Ring a bell? No. Do you know she where she's so, from? Supposedly a total babe. No, I have no idea who even she is. French Revolution. She uh, got her head chopped off. She got her head chopped hmm. off, right? That's she unfortunate. She sure did. Yeah. And uh, she was married to Louisville's namesake. Yeah. How about that? Hmm. King Louis. King Louis, who also had his head chopped off. A lot, of, a lot of heads got chopped off. Mm-hmm. I'll forget all that tomorrow. Who played her in that movie? I don't know. Kirsten Dunst? Probably. She's similar features. Pale. I was gonna... Yeah, it was. We new... watched that in a, a history class in, in high school. There's a There was a new one, I think, that just came out. Really? Yeah. Did not know I, that. I don't know why people are so happy with her. Maria Antoinette? Yeah. <laughs> Seemed to be. I think it's just because she was a babe. Weren't happy they... with her at the time. No, they weren't. No, no, they weren't. Did not eat their cake, though. No. no. Uh, well, are the folks friendly there? All of the folks. Every single folk? Every single folk and is Pekin. friendly. You and Palma- Palma- Palmyra. Oh, Palmyra. That's where I grew up. I just oh. went to school in Pekin. Oh. oh. Now we find the truth. Yeah. So uh, people in Pekin, not friendly. Palmyra, though, you won't find a stranger. Pekin has friendly moments, but not overall folks are friendly vibes. Give me the name of the meanest person you know in Palmyra. Just the first name. Um, Mike. Damn, Mike. <laughs> Get it together. You're ruining the whole town. Morgan Whalen is what I ripped my ears off listening to his music vibe. Hmm, interesting. It's not just audio. It seems like the video feed erupt <laughs> for SEC Network games is way worse than other arenas and channels. It, it also feels like you can see when you're when you're getting the the lower level crew, you kind of know what kind of production you're going to get. 
know what I mean? Did Mitch tell the ask uh, or explain to the lane report why that stupid, ugly logo still on the court? Um, I haven't seen that. Like I said, didn't get my lane lane report. It's part two of the lane report with Mitch Barnhart. magazine this month. Why is he doing interviews with the lane report? I don't know. I I cannot. Maybe they were just going. It was like a puff piece on how good Mitch Barnhart is, and they threw in two like actual questions. All right, Mitch, we're, we want to do a, a KRC Puff Piece interview on you. The evolution of the top button. <laughs> a Mitch, Mitch Barnhart's success story. P.J. Washington was very good. Oh, man, P.J. Uh, PJ with Oscar. P.J. on this team. P.J. was really good. Ah, if he just makes that shot, he has shot at 98% clip against Auburn, they go to the Final Four and probably win a national championship in 19. He still is good. He's having a pretty decent season in the NBA. He's been great. He's been much better in the NBA. I thought. I thought he'd maybe be a little undersized, but Roush just goes to show if you can shoot it, man, you can make it. Mm-hmm. And he is a great shooter. He's a really good shooter. Well, I want makers, not shooters. Okay. I think a lot of this lineup stuff comes back to Cal not wanting to cut Collins' minute yet, in addition to Frederick's struggles. I agree with that. He doesn't. I, he doesn't. I don't think he wants to bury people on the bench just yet. But I think he also kind of can tell where everything's going. I don't know. And also, like, if we could all find out, this is stuff behind the scenes, we'll never know. But what if Cal playing some of these lineups is actually keeping the locker room happier versus maybe some Mm -hmm. guy turning into a a bad apple? Turk Ferguson. Yeah, and then, you know, things could get ugly. There, There are more than what meets the eyes to a basketball game. That being said, we all are kind of frustrated with the lineups. I just... I'm blindly optimistic, carefully choosing my words, blindly optimistic that it'll get better when it needs to get better. Um, another texture says, making it very clear that I'm not making light of the situation, but another coach I'm waiting off the list. I mean, it's totally true, though, yeah, Texter. Like, yeah. I don't think anybody's trying to really make light of the situation, and we don't know all the details or all the facts, and innocent until proven guilty in this country. But that you're totally right. Like Chris Man. Beard will never be the coach at Kentucky, just based probably on yeah. what has already happened. Yep. Um, man, and think about the long list of just the long list that was once a short list of who you thought could potentially be the next UK coach. It it changes quite frequently. It really does. Like again, you know, you go back and back to 2015 or something. People are probably talking about Greg Marshall. Yep. Yeah, that guy. He had. Greg Marshall to Texas? Get somebody in there that's a little bit more calm, cool, and collective? Well, you know, at least Greg doesn't beat up women. He just sits his players, right? Jeez. Uh, And people that park in his parking spot on campus. Chases them down. What a psycho. These people. Like, what is wrong with humans? Especially the richest of the rich. Like, you know who'd be great at Texas for a calming presence? Fran McCaffrey. That dude, too. My God. What a nut. Jesus. <laughs> Texter just texted in and says, Devin Leary, we talked a lot about him. Make sure you're going back, listen to the podcast. Mm-hmm. I was going to send in a message bashing Barnhart and Nell, but it's just too exhausting at the point. There's only so much the common fan can do fighting this battle, and I'm sick of losing sleep worrying about UK falling behind because it's just inevitable at this point. Uh, I get. I kind of get it. It's a, a, I 
you stick with it, buddy. But yeah, I mean, it's just Mitch, Mitch stinks. On the topic of alcohol sales, some are very vocal about their desire to have alcohol sales. Less vocal are the folks, many, many of whom stopped me to say, we hope you don't sell alcohol because we don't feel comfortable bringing our families to the game. Direct quote from Mitch. Also, Mitch's view on nil is so incredibly weak, whereas Josh Hurd flat out sends out a video to the fan base saying we need all the money we can get. Mitch just bounces around the idea because he can't stand it. it can't stand it, and this new generation eats him to the core of his skin. Best night to go to light under Louisville is Wednesday around 6.30. The worst night is Saturday after 7, about a three-hour wait. If you're wow. waiting three hours for that stuff, I would exit my car probably midway through and be like, this is three hours? You could drive to Nashville. Do not wait three hours for light under Louisville. Do not wait three hours really for anything in the city of Louisville. I don't wait for three hours maybe anything anywhere. I understand the frustration with no alcohol at the Krogue because I have season tickets, but I also bring drinks in every single game, and I feel like if they start selling it, they will crack down on bringing it in. I agree it sucks, but I'll take my free Woodford and my flask for over for over a $12 beer. Understood, but don't you want I mean, you, Texer, I, know, I don't even know who you are, but I would bet you'd agree that you just want people to have the option to be able to purchase alcohol if they can. And you're creative, I'm sure. You'll still find ways oh. to sneak in your alcohol. If my 68-year-old father can do it, then then you can do it. He does it at U of L games just because he doesn't want to pay. I respect it. Uh, time to end the show, and we've got to end it on a somber note. Uh, oh. Yeah, it happened. Uh, I think everybody was kind of waiting for it just to become mm-hmm. official, sadly, just hoping maybe for a miracle. But Nope. Uh, Mississippi State has announced that Michael Leach passed away Monday night. Oh. Uh, he was 61, suffered a massive heart attack over the weekend. Made college football more fun. Yeah. Gave some amazing quotes directly to Nick Roush, and Nick was one of hundreds, thousands of reporters that probably got hilarious quotes from him throughout his amazing, amazing college football career. An innovator. uh, Changed the the game. Four of the top ten Heisen vote-getters were coached by Elite's disciple. It really is heartbreaking. Uh, for the Mississippi State community, certainly Leach's family. He's obviously got connections to the Bluegrass as well. So thinking and praying for all those people directly impacted with his loss. Uh, college football is at a loss, no doubt about it. Losing losing the Pirate and Mike Leach passing away Monday evening. The news just now coming out. So we end the show with that. We'll be back to normal shenanigans tomorrow at 7 a.m. for a Wacky Wednesday. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We will see you then. Thanks for all the text into the show. Lost inside,